Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Lynn Norris. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. Should you help your kids or grandkids buy a house? By Terry Williams. Even though the real estate market is finally slowing down, this change is not reflected in the price of homes. In fact, home prices and the total cost of home ownership continue to be more expensive every year, and that doesn't necessarily factor in all the hidden costs beyond just the down payment. With home ownership becoming more out of reach, some millennials and members of Gen Z are looking at other ways to purchase a home, such as getting assistance from parents and grandparents. According to Vanessa Famulener at Homelight, 43% of agents say they've seen an increase in non-romantic co-buyers, including parents, grandparents, and adult children. Some parents and grandparents are co-signing on the mortgage for their kids or grandchildren, some are gifting the necessary funds to purchase a home, and others are opting for multi-generational living. If you are considering any of these routes, there are several factors to consider. Learn what the experts have to say about each scenario. The first scenario, buying a home and living together. Multi-generational living has been increasing over the years, and Jason Gelios, a realtor at Community Choice Realty in Detroit, Michigan, says he sees several benefits. This living arrangement can be advantageous because it can decrease the amount of debt each person is responsible for, he says. It splits the finances and the ease of upkeep and maintenance of the home. With all the benefits that multi-generational living can afford you, Gelios points out that it also means signing up for a decrease in privacy and a potential increase in family disagreements, which are pretty hard to escape when you're under the same roof. Scenario number two, co-signing and living separately. If you're able and willing to help your kids or grandkids buy a house, that's a wonderful thing. However, Keller Lindler, financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual, advises getting the full financial picture before you enter into any agreement. For starters, do your kids or grandkids need you to provide financial assistance, or do they need you to co-sign on the mortgage? If they're young and haven't yet had time to establish credit, it's understandable that perhaps they can't qualify for a loan on their own, Lindler says. However, if they've been working for years and have had time to build credit, this might be a red flag since they should be able to qualify for a loan on their own. Also keep in mind that as a co-signer, your credit could be impacted. If a payment is missed, this will have a negative impact on your credit score, Lindler explains. However, this can also work in your favor, as your credit score can improve if payments are paid on time each month. That's why there needs to be a clear plan outlining how the payment process will work, explains Carolyn Upshaw, loan originator at Hyperion Mortgage in Atlanta, Georgia. Since both parties are equally responsible for the mortgage once it closes, a wise plan is for both parties to have an upfront conversation and even something in writing between them that spells out who will make the payment, when it will be made, how it will be made, auto-draft, pay-by-phone, etc., and an agreement about what would happen if the designated payer cannot make the payment on time, she says. 
If co-signing can be avoided, broker Ellen Sykes of Coldwell Banker Warburg in New York City says it would be better to enable the kids or grandkids to buy the property in their own name rather than as co-owners. It avoids the potential internecine conflict and accounting problems, she says. The last scenario, gifting the money to your kids or grandkids. If you want to avoid any issues associated with co-signing on a mortgage, Ariel Sassoon, licensed associate real estate broker at Serhant, believes the most financially responsible option is to put the asset in their name entirely. This is the ultimate way to be sure the responsibility falls on them and they will be directly responsible for the upkeep of the property itself as well as the financial ramifications that come with being irresponsible in the context of late mortgage payments, failure to pay taxes, or failure to address physical issues the house may reveal over time, he says. If you're gifting money for part or all of the down payment, you'll need to provide documentation in the form of a gift letter to the mortgage company, noting that it's a gift, not alone. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.